Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. We're calling you. Pick up your phone. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. We're calling you. Pick up your Welcome to another episode of Calling Monroe. I am the Ranger, and I'm joined by Gucci. Gucci, how are you feeling? Good evening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you want to acknowledge my question at least? Uh, what did you say? I said, "How are you feeling?" Like every week. I'm. I'm. Should I say something different? I mean, I always say fine. Yeah. So how do you feel? How do you genuinely feel? I'm. I'm full now. Of food or. Of food, yes. What did you eat? I ate some rice. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I did not eat quinoa. Uh, maybe we can ask Monroe about this, actually, because he's a doctor, and doctors are about as useful as nutritionists. Yeah. Uh, so we can ask him about the health benefits of quinoa, should we? Yeah. And rice, I guess. Should we call him? Uh-huh. All right, let's uh, call Monroe. What's up, folks? Hey, Monroe. Monroe, how are your bowels? My <laughs> bowels? Think, you know what? People don't ask me that enough, to be honest. I ask people about how their bowels are doing every day, multiple times a day. And mm. so rarely does someone say, and how are your bowels? Mm. My bowels are actually pretty good. Slightly. So because I'm obviously uh, trying to not give 400 pounds to you guys so i'm i'm eating a little bit less than usual mm. and so i've got a little less poop really but apart from that mm. pretty good do you have noticeably less poop yeah yeah wow which one is better for your bowel quinoa or rice I have. is there one that is better for your bowels I would argue probably not. I don't know. You're the doctor. Well, yeah, you're. If I get doctor. to have the authoritative view on this, then I would say neither one is better for your bowels. I think the protein content of quinoa is higher. Yeah. You know that if you eat enough quinoa, you can skip three grades in primary school. Yeah, I have heard that actually. <laughs> That's a fact. Yeah, it's a fact. And if you uh, if if you eat enough quinoa, then uh, you will never need to buy a nose hair trimmer. Nice. Oh. Hmm. For I should I should. Give a little uh, follow or not follow up preamble to this episode. Mm. I was late to recording this episode because I was on the phone to my my mother and my father. And my father, as any good parent will do, is trying to alter my behavior through bribery. Mm. And he has said that if I swear no more than three times on this show and I don't use the C word at all, mm -hmm. then... I will get a prize of some sort. Oh. What, like, are you going to get, like, some stickers? Or are you going to get, like, one of those Spider-Man things that you can, uh, you know, strap it to your hand so you can do the motion and it squirts out a little bit of silly string so you feel like Spider-Man? I mean, that would be pretty cool. I think that's I think that's a great idea. That's about, that's the, that is the best, the best suggestion I could have ever come up with. I got one of those as a child precisely for something, not something like this, but like it was something I was supposed to do. And then if I did it successfully, then I would get that and I got it. And my God, was it a good day. <laughs>
I did that for Gran Turismo driving game. Hmm, nice. That's different. It's less super heroic, I guess. Yeah. It's a parenting style that it's taken my parents 28 years to adopt. This was not not the uh, methodology that I was brought up on, but uh, I'm enjoying this new approach to it. So this is uh, this is actually a good topic of conversation because it's something that I've thought about as a parent, which is what I say when I'm talking about being a dog owner. <laughs> so there's different types of motivatory thing. Fuck, I just do not have the word for this. So like reinforcing methods, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's it like, I guess you, it divides into a grid because uh, there's two variables. The carrot and the it's, stick. No. <laughs> but good guess, though. <laughs> Uh, it's uh so one of them it's either uh it's either you give something or you take something away and it's either a good thing or a bad thing okay so you can either Hmm. give like you can either motivate by giving a bad thing so like actively punishing or you can motivate by taking away a bad thing or you can uh, motivate by giving a good thing Hmm. or you can motivate by taking away a good thing yeah Hmm. and the giving of a bad thing is the thing that most people seem to like default to as their like uh, their reinforcing method. So like people spanking their kids or you know mm-hmm. putting them in timeouts or giving them detention or whatever the fuck you know punishing basically mm-hmm. is the is that. But I think like all of the evidence points to giving a good thing as being like the optimum teaching method and reinforcer. Mm-hmm. So that's pos- I think it's positive reinforcement, right? There's yeah. positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement, uh, mm-hmm. positive, what's the other one? Punishment and negative punishment. Is that it? Yes. I suppose. Let's say it is. Yes. Uh, so that, yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot because of my dog and I do find myself punishing her. Like today when she crawled under the fence and was going to run towards the train tracks, I had to shout at her. And take her in, and then she wasn't allowed to play anymore. You had to treat her like a little bitch. Yeah, but optimally, I guess I should have like mm. called her to me, and when she comes, I should have given her a treat for coming to me. Mm. But one question here: Does this apply for me too? Will your father give me something mm. if I do not swear? I don't think so. I think I think it was me. I'm not sure. I don't. I mean, I don't want to. Uh say too much but i i don't know how much my father is bothered about you (laughs) wow you know i don't know i don't know if uh you and ragnar are a large part of my my father's my father's life really i find that kind of offensive yeah Uh, i also find it a little bit arbitrary on his part (laughs) because you're just another person Like, what's the difference between you and me, really? He did. He did raise me from a seedling. <laughs> yeah, but like, that was then. That was then. This is now. Yeah. Mm. Now you're just some fuck who says cunt on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't he so proud? <laughs> oh my god! My parents have never commented on. No, they have actually. They have commented on the way I speak on this podcast, but not in a way like yours have. They've just said, like, oh, yeah, even though you guys talk like... They've just, like, thrown a little comment out there, but they haven't actively told me to stop. Mm. Well, I'm open to bribery. Does this Is this the closest to sponsorship we've ever been? Because we're... Uh, yes. If we look at not swearing as the product, 
and then I we're being mm-hmm. paid. You're being paid. I'm being paid. Yeah. So technically, I I because you're supposed to get the first fifty percent of the sponsorships, and then Guzion and I split the other fifty. Yeah. Mm. Just because you're a tyrant and a dictator. This is just not fair. This is not fair. Actually, it's because you do all the editing, all the work. Yeah. Mm. So maybe I should split some of my silly string with you. Absolutely. Shoot me from far. Yeah. Blow blow your load on me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Monroe. (laughs) Yeah, your father, if he knew that that's what the silly string was being used for, then I'm not sure he would give it to you. Uh, I have I have a question. Okay. Yeah. So it's currently being debated by our dearest, dearest friend of the podcast. Oh. Leo Gundel. All right. And his flatmate and my other dear, dear friend, Ibrahim Bashir. Mm. If you're in the savannah, <laughs> the literal savannah, right. is it gross to put dry impala dung pellets in your mouth and see how far you can spit it? Yes, it is gross, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. It's it's not hygienic. If they're dry, uh, yeah. is it not hygienic? I mean, I mean do, would you dry your own shit and eat it? No. I mean, it, it, are you talking about from wild animals? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, E. coli and stuff like that must be able to survive. And Giardia. Mm. Some shit must be able to survive in it. These are all things that you think a doctor would think of. Yeah, but you're an idiot. Hmm. Wait. So why is he asking this question? Have you done this? No, I've never. I've never done this. This is not. This, Has he I, done this? So I whilst uh, he he phoned me whilst we were recording, and I messaged him saying, "Sorry, we're recording." And he said, "Well, maybe you can resolve this argument live on air." Damn. It is. Of course, it's gross. Of course, it's gross. Yeah. No, like you shouldn't pick up poo off the ground and put it in your mouth. Like this is this is kindergarten stuff. This is before kindergarten. Everyone at school had that one person who would take chewing gum off the ground and, and eat it. No, 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 no. Because I grew well, up in a society. At my, <laughs> at my school, there was someone who would take the chewing gum off the ground and eat it. And that, that oh, you know, you know what I actually, what, I, what makes me feel physically sick is people who put filthy, dirty coins in their mouth. Who does would, that and when and why? People, I don't know. And I like people just put coins. Oh, even talking about it. Oh. Uh, Do you want me I to would, put a coin in my mouth? Oh, I, don't, I, don't. I would rather, I would rather put Impala poo Why? in my mouth. than co- I don't know. I think that's worse. Still. I think it's worse. The poop you, worse. Yeah. So you're afraid that there's stuff like poo on the coin. So you'd rather just go, f- you know, all out and put a nugget of poo in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what the hell? Yeah, I don't know, coin, oh, oh. You, you know, like the infection risk of having any of your holes close to that hole. Any of my holes close to that hole. I mean, any of your mu- mu- mucosa. I mean, <laughs> must be judging by you right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 we'll cut it. I'll bleep it. <laughs> <laughs> you got a naughty look there a naughty look i did get a naughty look there yeah i mean uh, yeah poo yeah is the classical thing you're not supposed to put in your mouth or on an open cut yeah exactly uh, and, and, and sperm and sperm it shouldn't go anywhere near those places what 
Sperm is specifically designed to go inside of an orifice. Yeah. No, no what I meant is like if you have Ebola, right? you shouldn't. Oh. If the person has Ebola. If you are close enough to the Ebolic person yeah. for them to ejaculate inside of you, I think you probably already You've are already lost that time. battle, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most likely. Also, like, especially if you have if you have a say in whether it goes inside you, right? Then it the whole thing has been consensual and it's probably qu- been quite like intimate and close. Yeah. Yeah. No, the thing is, it 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 is in the semen for like three months after what after your like vi- viruses survive so long mm. in there. Viruses are fucked up because they're not even they're not even a thing. Like they're not alive. They're just these little they're fuckers. Just they're just particles that fuck with things. Little yeah. packages of information that create something out of nothing. I once had an idea that maybe humans or, or, or life is just a degradation process of viruses. It's just a way to renew them and degrade them. I mean, yeah. They're, that's our only purpose. Oh, I mean, you could look at it that way if you chose. You could also say that they're just an elaborate water filtration system. Well, not even filtration, a, a water contamination system. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, listener feedback, I uh, actually got some stuff that I was supposed to talk about last episode, but I obviously forgot. Hmm. So I'm going to talk about it now. And this very much supports what I was talking about with the goddamn thumbs up emoji. And the Irish Times, so you probably know who sent this, have an article that starts with, there are some emojis that, in a business conversation at least, should never see the light of day. And then they mention a couple of them, like the eggplant emoji, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then he says, or she, the thumbs up emoji may look harmless, harmless enough, but rest assured it is the most passive aggressive of all the emojis at your disposal. It's a dismissive kickoff, kiss off, wow, I can't read, meet it out with a single flick of the finger. What you're basically saying to the thumbs up emojis recipient is, this conversation is over for me. Do what you want here. I today was having a conversation with a consultant over WhatsApp and it end, I sent him a message and he responded with a thumbs up emoji. But I, and, and, you know, it was, a, it was a serious conversation about patient care that has implications as to whether a patient could you know, uh, the actions that will be taken for a specific patient. But I think that was a completely adequate response, which it didn't need to be said more than that. And I knew that what I had sent him had been acknowledged and that had been considered and that he was responding back saying, yeah, no worries. Okay, well, that, mm-hmm. that's a very specific set of circumstances. Well, then listen to these sets of circumstances. Let's see, someone Donnelly, because everyone has names like that in Ireland. Who is this guy? Who is Stephen Donnelly? Because everyone he... has names like that in Ireland. That, that, that was a real slow burner in my mind. <laughs> He's the Minister of Health in Ireland. Okay, this is very important. This is the minister, the Irish Minister of Health. So then the Chief Medical Officer, Do- Dr. Tony Holohan, texted him mm-hmm. to say that the number of COVID-19 cases in Dublin was on the rise and to advise him to be cautious in public messages about the virus in the capital. Uh, this was after the this health minister had said on the radio that the transmission was slowing in Dublin and that the outlook appeared positive. To this message, 
the health minister replied with a thumbs up emoji. Well, is well, that what good, you, bad, or you, neutral? That's that's adequate. It's it's just yeah, you know. I, I think that's fine. Apparently, Ireland was in outrage over this fact. If he just wrote the words "gotcha," you know, would that have been a better response? I think that's the same. You know, it's the same. The essence of the same. It's better to say "gotcha" or "okay, yeah." Or something. It's better to say that than to give a thumbs up. Em- thumbs up emoji. Like, come on, man. Like, still, still, it's good when you like. You don't really have time to answer, and you're just like accepting what was being said, and then you just do thumbs up, and then you can go on. It's like a quick thing. You don't have to interact anything more. So if someone, but if someone came up to you and said something to your face, and you just didn't reply verbally at all, you just gave them a thumbs up with your hand and but walked that's, away. That's not what you. That's not. It's the same. It's the same. Not really. That, is like, that what, what right there mean? is a. No. I almost swore no. that right there <laughs> is an absolute classic Ragnar argument. Yeah. <laughs> Completely <laughs> unreasonable, making comparisons <laughs> do things that are just not the same. <laughs> and they then are, just but, like, are, but it is <laughs> instead but of using not. words instead of using words you're using the thumbs up symbol it's the same no, it's you're choosing no, to not use your words I don't know it doesn't feel you're like replacing the same. it with a pictogram it's the same I have never thought of emojis like that actually if I, I alright is it is it okay then for me to just pick up a courgette and use that as a response in a conversation like that that would be totally different <laughs> it's an aubergine. Sorry, I get aubergine and courgette mixed up all the time. Really, I know, I was just really talking about that earlier tonight, talking about the difference between fucking aubergines and courgette. They're the same goddamn thing, but they're even different colors. Yeah, they are. they're so different, but... It would be I perfectly fine remember. because you use the aubergine or the eggplant emoji like as a little joke, so it would be the same if you'd picked up an eggplant and were like, if you waved it about, like, hey... <laughs> <laughs> as a as a symbol for your dick, <laughs> that would be the exact same. I'm gonna say. Yeah, because of the others. I mean, it wouldn't have made sense if, like, twenty years ago. <laughs> no, <laughs> twenty years ago, you just be like, oh, you'll get it in a few years. I'm a- I'm ahead of my time. I'm ahead of my time. Yeah. <laughs> I just I don't know. I'm I'm not a huge on emojis in general. I think they're a bit dumb. Like sometimes it's okay, but I think like. If you f- need to pepper your conversation with emojis, I'm not, I'm not big on it. Gift gifts are always adequate. They're always perfect. No, I you should also use get... them. You should use them as much as possible. No, I hate it when someone only replies with a gif. You're such a what? snob. <laughs> no, because <laughs> like, it's what so are you? So fun. Gifts make things fun. Yeah, they can be used as like a supplement. That's fine, but not they're not the only answer. Yes. The, only very rarely are they the only answer. If I invite you to a party they, and you send are. me some like some like fat kid dancing or something, then yeah, that's an adequate yes it's, to my party. It's always appropriate. You would only it. like to be responded just, to with sonnets with 10 syllables per line. <laughs> you definitely just googled that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I actually no, thought I it was 14 want... syllables below that per line, but I thought I should Google it before I made a fool of myself. Because you know I'd call you out on it. Yeah. I actually don't know anything about sonnets, so whatever, guys. Shakespeare, whatever. baby. I've also, uh, oh yeah, sorry, he's, he, before he sent us more, I'm going to just go through this because I always forget everything that everyone sends to me. Uh, he also sent us something from the Irish Examiner. Do you think Fogarty is competing with Leo Gundel of the Gundel Bundle for top friend of the show. I hope so because I really want people to be clamoring 
you know, <laughs> for the title. Uh, here says, a pair of nuns who have so far raised over 77,000 euros in crowdfunding after being ordered to leave a site. This is terrible. No, okay. After being ordered to leave a site in West Cork, broke COVID guidelines to attend an exorcism of the Dali be- dial before Christmas. What? Some nuns breached COVID guideline to attend an exorcism. That's pretty dope. Yeah. <laughs> Anarchy, baby. <laughs> Yeah. That is not dope. Why is that not dope? That is dumb. Dumb. They say no human power can take away the right to say mass. So these are the news from Ireland. People outrage over thumbs up emojis and nuns doing exorcism. It's a beautiful world that we live in. The devil doesn't take a break. No, Oof. exactly. I mean, he he's been very. That could have active. been your, been your parting words. <laughs> that would, that would be that would be sick as parting words. <laughs> At least. The devil has been very busy in the last year. Has he or have we just heard more about it? Maybe there's always a pandemic, but because of the internet, we just hear more about it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. How many people does malaria kill every year? Ooh, this is a very good question. I'm going to guess. Some number more than one. Submit your guesses, people. I'm going to guess 50,000. Less than billion. I feel like I'm guessing really low. What was you? What was you, What were the guesses? Sorry, one point two million. I said fifty thousand, like an idiot. I'm going to say f- half a million. So according to the UN, over one million people die from malaria each year. I said one point two. And how many Did people you? have died from COVID so far? Uh, uh, two, th- three million. Are we going to become that podcast? These like COVID realists? Because mm. I don't have any desire to do that <laughs> well i just that you're saying that there's a possibly a pandemic all the time i guess there is well i mean no because a pandemic has to be like crossing certain numbers yeah. of borders and stuff right it has to be global it has to be widespread it has to be like pitbull yeah it's pretty pitbull malaria isn't it it's not worldwide it's not mr 305 uh it's in it's across multiple continents is it in europe at all what is the definition of a pandemic? This is something we should have Googled months ago. <laughs> uh, that has spread across a large region, for instance, multiple continents or worldwide. Interesting. I would, uh, well, malaria. Malaria is... is listed on Wikipedia as a pandemic. Yeah, baby. Nice. Interesting. It was once common in most of Europe and North America, where it's now for all purposes non-existent. Interesting. Why? What do you mean, why? Why is it non-existent in Europe? And because we just don't have it anymore. I don't know. The southern U.S. continued to be afflicted with millions of cases of malaria into the 1930s. What do you mean? What do you? What else do you want me to say? I can't glean. I from want you this to say. One... I mean, well, <laughs> it's a pretty big achievement if we managed to do that deliberately, and if we didn't, then what drove out those beasties? I don't know. Climate change or something? Mm. No idea. Nobody knows. Probably. Yellow fever, leprosy. Oof. So there you go. The devil was always there, is the conclusion we can draw from that. Yeah, there's always pandemics, people. Uh, but don't stop taking this one seriously because, yeah, we, we're not those people. Mm-hmm. Oh, the flu kills this many pe- people. die in car crashes, man. You don't see <laughs> us putting masks on our cars. All right, MAGA. I don't like these sorts of people. Uh, I've been rethinking my chaotic... Uh, neutral stand and I've decided that I'm actually chaotic good I've just been redefining what good is Mm. 
And then I realized that is what every supervillain sounds like. Yeah. (laughs) And then I realized, then I realized that that's good because if you think about a movie that has a superhero and a supervillain, right? Yeah. The superhero is really just some some preppy tryhard fuck. Mm-hmm. They're not interesting. Like some lawful good motherfucker. Except is running except, around. Except who? In your least favorite film, Deadpool. Fuck Deadpool. That's so tryhard. That's like you haven't seen it. I have seen Deadpool. I haven't seen Deadpool dos. Ah. What? Because he's chaotic good. Oh, he's so he's so exciting and mysterious. Fuck that guy. Uh, it's a funny movie. <laughs> no, it's a cash grab for people who think it's a funny movie. <laughs> It's just. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's a funny movie. No, it's not. It's. It is. It is. No. Good. No. Right. Trying that hard to be funny isn't funny. He, he, but he is. It is funny. No. Mm. Anyway, that's not the point. So, the supervillain is really the protagonist of a good superhero movie. They're the one. They're the interesting one, and they're the good one. Yeah. Like the Joker in the Dark Knight, he's the interesting character. Yeah. Batman is pretty much unimportant in that movie. I would say. In that movie, I wanted the Joker to... He's, okay, he's not unimportant. I see your face, Monroe. But he's like... <laughs> him. It's irrelevant who he is as a person. He just He's just a force of lawful good. Whereas the Joker is an actual character. A fleshed out character. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like you're missing the point of some of the... That part of Batman. Because Batman is trying to force... Uh, the Joker tries to force Batman to kill and tries to force Batman to yeah. change part of his personality to beat him. Mm-hmm. So it is important to the storyline. Well, yeah, of is. course it's important. It's a He's one of the two <laughs> central... <laughs> Sounds like, like you've just done a U-turn there, sir. No, I'm saying like he's not He's not an interesting character to dissect. Mm. Yeah. Batman's not interesting. Have you seen, Do you remember in that movie where they're like, they're like two boats? Yeah. yeah. And they're like one has the... Like children and 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 the other has like criminals. Mm. And I was so much hoping that the the good ship, you know, with the innocent people, mm. they would actually blow the other ship. Why? They were was... pushed upon, and then I wanted them to blow themselves up. Ah, very good. You mm. wanted it. that was my that was how I thought that the the criminals they would throw out and not do anything, and they actually have the remote for their own boat. Mm-hmm. So they decide to blow, and then they would blow themselves up. That would have been that would have been nice, much better. Yeah, yeah. I wonder I, if they was, pitched that and it was like shot down by the studio because it's too much. I suppose I felt like they were going that direction. They were showing us that was going to happen. Nolan ain't got nothing on you. Yeah, Gucci for Nolan. Yeah, I would have made it. I would have made the movie better. You would have made the movie better. But I was thinking about this this thing, and then I realized. What I realized was that everyone who is chaotic evil probably thinks they are chaotic good, right? Yeah. Like Osama bin Laden. Uh, you would classify him as chaotic evil probably. Or is he lawful evil? I don't know. I guess, I yeah, I imagine from his point of view, he felt he was a real man of integrity. From his point of view, he's probably lawful good. And from your point of view, he's chaotic evil. Yeah. So I was thinking like... I see myself as chaotic good. That's my that's my final verdict now. But I'm open to redefining what good is. But he <laughs> must have to seen... the extent that it becomes evil. <laughs> Still, if you're a terrorist, you must think of yourself as chaotic good. Yeah. Yeah. Or lawful good. No, because you yeah, yeah. know you're doing harm. Yeah. You want to 
be drastic. You want to do something extreme. Yeah, but you're you can operate within your own sort of framework of what lawful is and be someone else's chaotic. I think you can know what it is. Like I don't think you're totally blind towards yourself in that way. Maybe, but if you if you kill someone for like, like an honor killing for a perceived slight, yeah. uh, some people would see that as chaotic because you're not following the rules. You're just sort of taking matters into your own hands. Whereas you might see it as a perfectly like lawful and natural response to what was done. Yeah. Wouldn't you also be a little bit chaotic neutral in a way? <laughs> no, not if you are. Because you are ready to do stuff for something you believe in. Yeah, but that's... You're the... ready to do extreme things, extreme measure for your cause. Yeah, but that's... If the cause, if you perceive the cause as good, then your alignment is good, is a thing. Yeah. Or if the cause is... I guess it doesn't really matter what you perceive. It's in the ultimate, the ultimate judgment. When Leonardo DiCaprio judges us all and decides whether we enter his kingdom. Leo. Uh, yeah, so I thought about that. Uh, so I'm, I've moved away from chaotic neutral. I'm now chaotic good, but like I said, I'm willing to embrace the chaotic side. <laughs> I think I think we all knew that. That was that was yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Big up, big up Hong Kong riots. Absolutely. I just think I think I think a little bit of of chaos is good. I think it has good knock on effects. You know, a little bit of forest fire to to stimulate the growth. That is an abuse of a metaphor. I would think. <laughs> And it's going to put me on a list. (laughs) Um, Something interesting, actually, that Anna told me this morning, Mm -hmm. if we want to do another pivot, because I have my board now, so I can just read off all the things that I planned on saying on my board, so I'll never forget a thing. She read a a few sayings, a few English sayings, that have been truncated and now mean different things. uh, Which is interesting. It is interesting uh, for a number. The one I found most interesting was the blood is thicker than water one. Hmm. Because if you Google blood is thick in the water, it says proverb, meaning that family relationships and loyalties are the strongest and most important ones. But hmm. at least what she said to me, yeah, so there's a, a Bible verse. Give me a second that I'm going to cut out of this podcast. Wait, was that Uranus? Well, if I can't fart on the show. Oh my God. So yeah, that was a genuine fart. So here's a Reddit thread. So apparently the original phrase was the blood of the covenant is thicker than the waters of the womb, which has the opposite meaning. Mm. But then someone else here says that I'm skeptical that the blood of the covenant is the original phrase. In fact, as has been pointed out already, there is zero evidence for this claim. So I guess that's not necessarily true, but it's a nice thought. Interesting, nonetheless. <laughs> Another prime example of this is, so have you heard the trade, uh, the the expression, a jack of all trades, mm. master of none? Yeah, she mentioned well, this one this morning. The full quote is, a jack of all trades, master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. Yeah. I feel like by saying oftentimes, it's, it's a bit of a cop-out because they can, they'll say they made every claim, right? So they're like... Mm. It's oftentimes better. And then you're like, oh, look, it's not better here. Like, yeah, well, I said oftentimes. So it's not always. <laughs> so, like, you're basically just saying it is whatever the fuck you want it to be. Mm. So, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting any silly string this episode. I am so far. Very good. 
Uh, there was another one with Curiosity killed a cat, but Satisfaction brought it back. Ooh. Mm. I mean, what is the point of that phrase in its entirety is my main sort of thought. What, curi- uh, if you think about it, Curiosity killed yeah. the cat, but Satisfaction brought it back. Okay, so being curious is bad on the one hand, but it's actually good. So what's the problem? Stupid is what it is. Agreed. Stupid. Stupid is stupid. Do you know where the you use the phrase "you've crossed the line"? Something about drawing a line in the sand, and someone if they step over it, that means they have to duel you or something. You're getting there. So in in the UK Parliament, there are two lines in where in the debating chamber, Mm -hmm. and each party is not allowed to cross that line. And the distance between those two lines is two arms and two sword lengths so that you can't duel or an arm and a sword length or something. Mm-hmm. So you can't stab the opponent across that. And so for, this is for way back when people would wear swords to the chamber and you weren't allowed to cross the line. And if you crossed the line, you took it too far. Nice. Is this, this sounds like one of those things that's also not true. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it does, doesn't it? But I like to think it is. You yeah. know, I watch Top Gear and I pretend it's not staged. That's just how I like to live my life. Yeah, I mean, fair. Absolutely fair. But yeah, it's, whenever there's some shit like this and someone points to like a very, very specific origin, I feel like it's always not true. No, I don't think it's always not true. I think it's just often difficult to pin down something that accurately so it could be true but it's difficult to say with absolute certainty that it is because these things came from somewhere whatever man whatever (laughs) stop trying to be a voice of reason (laughs) nobody likes that people like the chaos of it all well you don't know what you're getting with me you get a you get a a fart in your ear one minute Mm, whatever you're by some nuance you're lawful good Uh, i was asked this morning what you guys were because I was talking mm-hmm. about how I was chaotic good. Now mm-hmm. I'm yeah. back to the good side. And then the question was, what's Monroe? And I said, lawful good. Mm. And then the question was, what is Gucci? And this is a more difficult question, but I think mm. I think the answer is n- neutral good. How? <laughs> Don't ask how, then I have to explain it. <laughs> neutral. I thought neutral was the. So neutral. No, you can be. So neutral good. Uh, a neutral good character does the best that a good person to can can do. He is devoted to helping others. He works with kings and magistrates, but does not feel beholden to them. So yeah, you're maybe. you're doing good without bias for or against order. It says. I don't know. I feel it sort of because you don't really have any grand sense of. I don't know. Like you, eh, you're more. You're so existentialist that you don't have. I don't. I feel like you can't subscribe to the good evil dichotomy yeah not no you're not to the to the lawful chaotic dichotomy of society yeah or maybe you're true neutral maybe i just convinced myself that you are true neutral you are neutral to the good evil dichotomy and you're neutral to the the lawful chaotic debate I, i suppose that makes sense because i feel like i'm in a way chaotic but still not all the way no I think you're definitely neutral on that scale. The question is whether you're good or you're neutral. Yeah. I I say good. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. a good chap, I think, it's, I think it's a good, a neutral good, like you said. Mm, yeah. So true neutral, somewhere, somewhere there. Somewhere along that. Finding, finding the world's most neutral person is the goal. <laughs> My friend Drew, I think she might be the closest to a true neutral that I know. 
I'm gonna try to get her on the show and probe her neutrality. Yeah. She, What's her full name? Drew Diaz Masters. Cool name. Yeah. Uh, she's married. Didn't take her husband's name. Nice. Mm. Smaller move. Yeah, she's fully ambivalent to the comings and goings of people in the world, it seems. <laughs> the various powers that be. Uh, she likes law and order, special victims unit, uh, and things of that nature. Mm. I, th- I feel like there's a, a reasonable argument to be made for that, because I reckon that a lot of people have a lot of opinions about, oh, we should do this, oh, we should do that, oh, but then ultimately have very limp- little impact on anything as a res- result of the way they live their life. Or just because they're not rich. Did you see that study? Uh, there was a study that was published that took a correlated public sentiment in the United States. On the one hand, they had pub- like public support for and against whatever thing was being legislated, so public sentiment. And then on the other hand, they had the 1% or the, the 0.1% or something, like the very richest people. Mm-hmm. And they found no correlation at all between what the people wanted and what legislation was passed and what the laws sort of were made into, but they found quite a good correlation between the very rich people and what the law sort of became. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess just be neutral because you don't fucking matter anyway. Yeah, I guess the probability is that I will have a net negative impact on the world because the main problem with the world is climate change and I'll inevitably contribute more to that than yeah. I will. Yeah, because you're keeping people alive when we should be have you, and building a human as well. And building a human. Have you guys seen the the Good Place that episode? No. Not there. The, there they actually have the most net pos like the one with the most positive net impact on the world. And he was like a guy that lived in the forest, and there came like people like stealing mu- things from him, and he was like fine, and it was so he had like. They had like a system in that episode where they, everyone have like this not like score, they get a score for how how much effect they have on the on the planet and stuff, because it's the episode is about like heaven and hell basically, mm. and the good place which is heaven, he was like a celebrity there, mm. this guy because he was basically the one who most deserved to be there in the whole planet. Nice. So you whole history. Of history, so being a forest hermit is optimal, yeah. <laughs> that is abused, that is abused. Very good. Also, maybe a uh, a boring, uninteresting point, but uh, you were saying part of my, my job is, is well, my job is keeping people alive, but an interesting part of my job, which has been quite relevant this week, is deciding when not to keep people alive as well, and Ooh. deciding when to not do treatments and to just let people die. Damn, which is kind of difficult sometimes yeah a slight yeah. bummer yeah yeah uh, yeah <laughs> i assume <laughs> like killed, that killed the conversation yeah it killed the vibe i assume most like yeah. most of the time surely it's a little bit like mm, i wouldn't say cut and dry but like it kind of stares you Are in you the face calling right him that surely oh my god <laughs> like most of the time it must be that it's quite clear that you've hit the end of the road here or what? Yeah. I mean, I think so there's some interesting statistics on it in that I can't remember what percentage of your lifetime costs to the health service come in like the last six months of your life. Um, but it's very, it's something like 60% or some very significant amount in the last six months of your life. And the idea is that if we have conversations early with people, 
So, you know, every time someone's admitted to hospital, they're, they're, when they're, you know, anywhere from, well, really any patient, but generally any patient from like 60 on, mm-hmm. then we should be having conversations with them saying, if you are to get more sick, what would you want to happen in terms, and basically asking, would, would they want CPR or not is kind of roughly what you're getting at. And so if you have these conversations early on, then it means that when people do, because the majority of people, when you speak to them about it and you say the pros and cons and what it involves and stuff, the majority of people are like, no, if I'm going to go, just let me go. And then that means that they can go in a much more peaceful way. And also it means that we're not unnecessarily using loads of resources to try and keep someone alive for an extra, I don't know, 10 days two weeks, months, uh, but in a really poor quality of life. This is a comedy podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I tried. I tried there before. You heard me trying. I mean, fair. It's a fair, fair point. But then it gets tricky when you think that it's in the best interest of this patient for us not to do anything and just because of their quality of life and everything. And they, they can't be involved in the care because of their condition. And then you think it's in their best interest just to let them pass away. But then the family are very, very clear that they want everything done. And that gets tricky. Anyway, comedy podcast. Let's roll on with the jokes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. For some reason, I'm just... Just a lot of jokes right now. Something to do with killing it, because that's also like being funny, right? Mm. Mm. You guys can work out that one at home, listeners. <laughs> uh, do we have any skills? Skills? Uh, no. No, I, so I had a thought about this this week. I was walking, and I thought, God damn, I really need to start thinking of some skills. And then I didn't think at all about it again this week. Which is not necessarily best. I'm pretty sure you, you can... Can you not take a bit of spaghetti and suck it through your nose and then have it come out your mouth? Uh, hopefully after you've boiled it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You, but we what we do know, what we do know is that if you did it unboiled... It would always break in three. And you tried to get it around the bend, it would break in three. Absolutely. Very good. Uh, I, if you are carrying a cup of coffee or other hot liquid... Uh, and you're afraid of spilling it, and you don't want to spill it, apparently, don't look at the cup. Just walk, and, like, your body... Like, apparently, you're better at at stabilizing it, like being a gyroscope, if you will, if you're not looking at the cup and trying to, like, use your vision to adjust it as well. Yeah, so, I can uh, attest to that from, from my bartending times. Oh, very good. So yeah, if you don't want to spill, then just... don't look at... The cup of coffee is that a that's a skill. Yeah. yeah. Also, get a slow cooker. Been been using a slow cooker a lot lately. It's uh, fantastic. It's one hundred. It's one of those things. When I bought it, I was like, mm, might never use this. Turns out, I use it a lot. Uh, so, is it just good because it's really good with meat, though? No, it's. Uh, I made risotto in it uh, the other day. Mushroom risotto. risotto? R- I made risotto. Risotto. <laughs> and Livia. Honestly, I'm still angry at her. She she was, I was like, oh, it was actually really good. It was one of the best I've had. And she's like, was it though? Was it one of the best you've had? And it was fully undeserved. And I asked her why. And she's like, the best risottos have a bite to them. And I was like, you didn't even taste my risotto. You didn't even know if it had a bite to it. I'm angry at you. I know you're listening. Right. I know you're listening. Yeah. Was it good though? Yeah, it was really good. 
It was really good. Uh, today, in my experience, risotto is generally just not worth the time investment. Oh maybe. man, well, I, I, I never like word. I never like risotto. It was so fucking good, man. Oh, it's good. Today I made some burrito bowl thing. It was really good, actually. That had chicken in it, though. So that's meat, I guess. I made a uh, vegan chili. I make that a lot of my slow cooker. It's delicious. This is a cool story, bro. Nice. Yeah. Fuck you guys. Why do you do that? Why do you... Why, why do you reel you in? Why, was, cup, it, baby? It why do you try to make me feel story. bad? story. I liked it. Why do you try I to make me feel it. bad? No, it's cool. I enjoyed listening to all the different meals you've eaten this week. That was interesting. I didn't eat them all this week. Good. I'm trying to tell people the, the versatility of a slow cooker. Because you didn't have a skill of the week. Fuck you. You've been killing people this week. That's worse than what I just did. <laughs> that's, that's all we've learned here. <laughs> uh, whatever. Fine. Do you have any pointing words? Go on. Uh, yes, I have. Yes. Yep. See, winners are not People who never fail, but people who never quit. Oh, you've said that one, I thought. Have I? Uh. I don't, uh, don't stop until you're proud. Okay. Don't stop until you're <laughs> proud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought you're I thought you're gonna say don't stop until you're pregnant. Yeah, okay. Don't stop until you're pregnant. Eh? Fair enough. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say? Yeah. Be be kind. Oh, very good, uh, Monroe. Uh, I would just like to remind my father that I have not sworn during this podcast. You you said um, bits once. Well, I was allowed three strikes. We were running this podcast as in the American judicial system, which mm. is what every good system should be based on. Of course. Mm. And I have two strikes left. So, yeah, I would like some silly string, I think. It needs to be the Spider-Man thing. So it's like a thing that straps onto your wrist and it has a button that you can press specifically with your two, with your middle finger and your ring finger. Mm. So you look nice. like Spider-Man and then it shoots out. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Spider-Man, obviously sick. a very thinly veiled metaphor for puberty. Have you thought about that? <laughs> yeah. It's true. Send us, oh yeah, Monroe, do you have any parting words? Oh, were those your parting words? Did I already ask you this? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever, man. Uh, my parting words are... Send us things that are nice to me to make me feel better. Uh, send them to callingmonroe.gmail.com and, and our Instagram, callingmonroe. Mm, send us some skills because we're very low on them, it would seem. But I'm going to try to make, make an effort to, to learn some skills this week, so that's chill. Uh, and also keep on trucking. Goodbye, folks. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. If you're feeling low... There's one thing Your heart start to glow Calling Monroe Calling Monroe Calling Monroe Calling Monroe I'm calling Monroe